On February 2nd, 2023, protesters gathered for a march and town hall in Bloomington to demonstrate against Indiana University's response to recent acts of discrimination. On January 14th, IU student Declan Farley posted a TikTok about harassment he faced on the floor of his dorm, which received over 2 million views. Here's the audio from the TikTok. We would like to give a trigger warning that this audio mentions suicide. My name is Declan Farley, and I am a trans queer student at Indiana University in Bloomington, Indiana. Over the past five months, I have experienced extreme harassment on the floor of my dorm. It started with banging on my door and running away, then turned into yelling slurs outside of my door. Not only that, but they have dumped food and put trash outside of my door. Most recently, I witnessed someone licking the outside of my door while I was inside. When the most recent incident happened, I gave a description of the people involved immediately after, and no action was taken. This harassment has caused an extreme amount of stress and an emotional toll on me. Now, because of this and other stressors, I attempted to take my own life last semester. I am making this TikTok to spread awareness about the homophobia and transphobia on IU's campus. IU prides themselves on being a safe and open space for queer students, yet ignores issues like these. I hope you will help me spread awareness and demand that IU takes accountability for their actions and the actions of their students and works to protect students like me. After the protest, Farley expressed his solidarity for other queer people in Bloomington facing oppression and discussed his plans for future action. I just want to say that, you know, a couple things, you know, one, if you're queer in Bloomington or anywhere, just know that, you know, I want to be a voice for you and I have tons of people that also want to be a voice for you and you can always reach out to me and I will try and, you know, share your story and really, you know, help you, support you because right now I have a voice, but it's like I said, it's not just for myself. And then also that the work here is definitely not done. We're going to be starting petitions. And if things don't happen, we're going to protest again. We're just going to not stop until things are done. So definitely stay tuned. Farley referred to an incident that took place on January 11th, in which an 18-year-old Asian student was the victim of an anti-Asian stabbing on a bus. Farley expressed his disappointment with the way that Indiana University's administration handled his situation. And there are other things that are happening on campus. So, you know, and on and off campus, especially like the Asian student being stabbed, you know, and other students on campus that shared their stories tonight, I wanted to give them a chance to speak because the school will not give them a chance to even speak. Or, you know, they post it online, it doesn't get anything. Luckily, mine did, but I don't want to just use my voice for myself. It's, it's definitely for everyone else as well. So that's why we kind of thought about the protest as being, you know, march, show everyone we're here, and then allow people to share their stories. Amazing. Yeah, and so now that um, we've kind of heard all the stories, how are you feeling now at the end of this evening, reflecting back on what we've just heard? Oh, yeah, no, I definitely feel really proud of everyone that came up and, you know, a little proud of myself for sure because it's been a pretty stressful couple weeks. So I definitely feel proud that we put this together. Other protesters also discussed experience of racist anti-Asian hate in Bloomington. Diona? An Asian student at IU spoke about the racism she experienced in her sophomore year at Bloomington High School North. She described a supply teacher who constantly humiliated her, demeaned her and gave her white classmates preferential treatment. Diona discussed the aftermath that experiencing this racism caused her. After that semester, I got my teacher back, but basically, obviously, she was being very like mean and racist towards me and targeting me a lot. And um, throughout that year, I didn't really get a lot of support, so I didn't really talk about it, and I had to 
become silenced from it. And it was not until um, senior year of high school we got a new principal and I was finally able to like talk about it and reach out to my new principal. And obviously you think when you talk about someone who is racist and is a teacher at an institution that is supposed to be accepting about everybody, you'd think they would do something about it. Um, it was like three months of fighting and basically she just got a slap on her wrist. They talked to her and you know, she did the whole, uh, you know, white woman victim thing and was saying like, I can't believe this is going on. Like, A freshman student at IU named Ella spoke at the town hall describing the homophobic harassment she received at McNutt's residence hall. Um, my girlfriend and I returned to my dorm after being friends. Sarah made eye contact with me from down the hall. There was pounding on the door. It was loud enough that it rattled the wall, the door, the door frame, and the door was being pounded so violently that it looked like the door was about to be forced open, even though it was locked. Um, I checked the peephole and saw the five boys. I recognized some of them as boys on my floor, the same ones that were friends with Sarah, and the same ones that asserted that he would sleep with me by the end of the month. They were pounding their fists in cardboard boxes against my door. I heard laughter from the other end of the hall. They did not violently pound on anyone else's door. They left the destroyed cardboard boxes on the ground outside my door. And I don't think it's a coincidence that they did this immediately after finding out that I was gay. Um, my girlfriend and I were terrified. We couldn't leave the door the rest of the night. And she decided that she no longer felt safe visiting me at IU. Um, on August 20th, I decided to file a bias incident report and request to be moved. I was told that my bias incident report was lost two different times. Um, I didn't get moved out until 22 days later. So that was 22 days where my roommate had to walk me to the bathroom. I was scared to leave my dorm. I left my residence hall whenever I could and tried to be as far away as possible. Local resident and activist Jada B said that hate is not new in Bloomington. She noted that the problems facing the community are systemic and need to be dealt with as such. One of the things I dislike a lot about the transitory nature of Bloomington, Indiana, uh, meaning that we have a lot of influx of students and they leave, they come here, they're here for four years maybe, and they leave and they go on, is that the history doesn't get transmitted to you. I use not going to give you a welcome packet that says here are all the hate crimes that we've had on our campus because they want to present this as a safe and open campus. And for many students, it can and is a safe and open campus. But when you add your diversity level on top of that, things get complicated. When we add our intersecting idea, ideologies and identities into that, things get complicated. Um, and this is a campus that has had uh, massive shootings this is a campus who has had football players murdered by the local PD. This is a campus that has active white supremacy groups. This is a campus and town that has ignored the pleas of black folks in our community for years and years and years. Lexi Sacco, an IU student from Indianapolis studying psychology, explained why she attended the protest and march. Um, I really just, I saw Declan's TikTok, of course, and um, I really was just disgusted by IU's uh, way of handling the situation, and I knew that there, that something needed to happen. Sacco outlined what this protest means to her. She elaborated on what she hopes to see as a result of the demonstration. 
Um, to me, it means that community is a lot stronger um, than just administration. Like, we can come together and make change. We don't need people to be telling us what to do. And we can really show people, like, this is what needs to be happening, and hopefully that people will listen. Um, I'm hoping that they, that administration would take things more seriously and not just brush it under the rug and act like it's not happening, because it's happening, and they really need to open their eyes and see that it is. She also touched on what local residents can do to fight back against hate and discrimination. I think being educated more on the topics and um, just how to treat people fairly, because I know that a lot of people grew up with parents who were homophobic or transphobic or racist or whatever, and I really think that we need to relearn our values and be our own person and really just help other people. For WFHB, I'm Ruth Flegman.